friends. We're going to talk about JavaScript bundlers and build steps and all that stuff. We're going to talk about that. Um, first, let's touch on the pain points of them. I've made no secret that I'm pretty anti-build and bundle. And the reason I am is because it assumes a level of JavaScript expertise and a level of complexity and a level of black boxiness that I don't feel is necessary for every web developer. Um, I think we can all remember the old pleasant days of jQuery where you can just include something in a script tag and use it. And you're never, you know, you're not waiting for a build step. You're not wrestling with a bundler. You're just running JavaScript. And it's very straightforward. You can connect all the dots and you spend, you don't spend that much time wrestling with some weird build and bundle and NPM dependency struggle thing and whatever, right? It's nice. So there's that world. And I've always kind of had like, that's romantic to me. And that's what, that's why Alpine from the beginning its happy path assumes that level of JavaScript knowledge. Um, but of course, if you want to NPM install Alpine, you can. I want to you know, grow with, with the, the world and the ways of doing things. Um, but I also want to just assume the lowest because it's unnecessary to assume anything more. Why would I assume anything more? Doesn't make sense. Why would I put that big barrier in front of using my framework? Doesn't make sense to me. Because a lot of times I think that whole thing is totally unnecessary. The whole build step thing. I think we've gone hog wild into it. Um, yeah, so some of the pain points of it, like, here's the reason that I hate bundlers so much. Um, I, like, I think I was going to say complexity, but it's not necessarily complexity. I think this is going to be a multi-part thing, by the way, maybe I'll just whine about bundlers for part one, and then we'll talk about a path forward for part two. Um, so uh, complexity is the wrong word because I, I made this mistake. I used to say complexity because really I was using bundlers in a complex way, which I think if, you, if you're building like a real world app and you make it like pretty far with it, you end up having to configure a bunch of stuff yourself and dig into a bunch of guides. And you're, you're, if you're using Mix, your Mix file is pretty big. Uh, if you're using Webpack, your Webpack config is really big and there's weird stuff in it. It's kind of that thing, like don't touch anything. It's going to all fall apart, right? But I will say that newcomers, I, sa- I was talking, I was whining about this at a conference once and somebody spoke up and said, I don't think it's that complex. I just npm install create react app and I'm good to go. And then npm run watch or whatever. Like, yeah, I guess that is super easy. They just run this file. They don't understand all that's happening, but they they know that they can follow the tutorials. They have a file for a component like hello world. They understand react. So they understand what's going on there. And they load it in a browser and the browser just refreshes automatically and runs their stuff. It's like too easy. So I will acknowledge that it's not always necessarily complexity, but I think the other one, so a better word is black boxiness that's happening there. Like try connecting those dots from what's running in your browser to what you're authoring in your like JSX file or whatever your, you know, your JavaScript file with JSX in it. Like that's a long road. There's a lot to know. There's a lot of intimidating turds, t- turds. Ha, that's funny. Intimidating turds like um, <laughs> poop, poop jokes like code splitting, tree shaking, transpiling, TS TypeScript, TS configs, Babel, Babel configs. Uh, what else? Uh, hot reloading, um, all the, you know, all that stuff. And then all the types of modules. If you're trying, if you're authoring a module like UMD or CJS or IIFE or AMD or whatever, all that stuff there's, or ESM, I think I already said that there's so many, so many things that make this world so intimidating and black boxy. It's very difficult to follow the lines. So if you use something like Laravel Mix that makes this whole process fairly nice and, you know, NPM run build and NPM run watch and everything's kind of done for you, 
it's really nice. But still, like if you want to customize your Babel config, you're like, okay, well, I put a Babel dot j babel config dot json or whatever in your the root of your project it's like what's using that is is laravel mix using that or is webpack using that or is babel itself using that like where are the things that are calling this why can't i follow the lines it's very difficult to follow the lines um yeah so that's that's really the big issue that i have with bundlers is they're I guess I'll say that they're they're great until you have to change something, but I'll say even if you don't have to change something, they're still not great because you don't understand what's going on, which ties ties you up as a developer. Like it makes you rely on something that uh, I, that inevitably you uh, <laughs> like picture the scenario. You work on an app, you use all the new tooling, create React app, whatever. It's all hot reloaded and anything. Then you abandon the project or have to revisit the project or inherit someone else's project. How confident are you that you can just get back into the flow? Like, you're not that confident. You're hoping that you can just NPM install, NPM run watch, and get up and running. But that is likely not the case. At least that's not been my experience. And even if it is the case, it adds a whole layer of mental overhead because the best practices have likely drifted. So you're probably, like, think about, like, you know, a, a project that you worked on five years ago. What was its build process like? It might have been using Gulp or Grunt, you know, something like that. And those 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 projects are so old now. Nobody's using them. Um, yeah, so anyway, that's me whining about build steps. What time are we at here? Because I want to talk about the way forward. Oh, we're still at a decent midpoint. Then I guess I'll I'll get right into it. Um there is a better bundler. I think I think we're gonna start here. This is a bundler that has shown me the light. This is a bundler that I could live with. I could use a bundler if it's this bundler. Drumroll, please. It is. ES Build. It's a fantastic tool. So simple and has restored my faith in the complex JavaScript world. Um, go check it out. And it has been it has become my replacement for everything having to do with JavaScript bundling. I no longer use Laravel Mix or Webpack or anything like that or even Rollup which is what is currently used inside Alpine and Livewire's JavaScript. Um, ESBuild is fantastic. It's written in Go, I think, um, but it's, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a binary that you're running, ESBuild. And so it's so, it's like orders of magnitude faster than everything else. It's stupid how fast it bundles stuff. Like you're like, wait, do I, did it work? Because <laughs> it's like, oh, it's crazy how fast it is. Um, and it, it just kind of speaks to me, to this, these pain points that I've described. There's no black boxiness. Well, the binary itself is a black box, but it's very straightforward to use. It feels like gulp, like in the sense where gulp, like you did something, you, you mute, you, you ran your, your initial JavaScript through a process and then passed it on to another process and on to another process. It felt like you could follow things more than like Webpack, which is, really crazy and has this crazy mental model of loaders and just doesn't make intuitive sense at all. ES build is just very simple. Like you specify an input file and you specify an output file and it does, and it assumes all the best defaults for you. You have to add this flag called hyphen hyphen build, but even the fact that it's used as a command line utility and it doesn't start with importing it, that's huge. That is monumental. It doesn't start with a um, esbuild.config file and it does or dot json or whatever and it doesn't start with an import es build from es build it starts with npm install es build and then run the binary 
and it doesn't even assume that you're installing it globally because it's not even going to assume that you have npm node module binaries in your path. It's going to show you dot slash node modules slash dot bin slash es build and then that's how you use it. That's literally how that's all you freaking need. You don't need a single bit of configuration to bundle your JavaScript and it will just work. You can npm install Vue.js and in your index.js file, you can import Vue and then do something with it. And then you can run npm, sorry, uh, esbuild index.js, then your output like build.js or app.js, hyphen hyphen build. And it'll take all that and it'll follow all those lines with your imports and exports and it'll put them all into a single file that a browser can read. And then you can just run it in your browser. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. It has a watcher. It has minification. Uh, it has code splitting, or sorry, tree shaking and code splitting. But uh, I've only used the tree shaking where any unused JavaScript just won't be included in your bundle, which is super fantastic. So, and it's, but really like the main selling point is how fast it is, but also there's all these other selling points for me. So ES build has changed the game for me. It has restored my faith in bundlers and made my life a thousand times easier. And what it does is it actually kind of unlocks more understanding for you by using it. Like now I'm understanding even better the differences between ES modules and CommonJS modules and um, and immediately invoking function expressions or whatever, like all that stuff. It's, it's just making it uh, so simple. And it's a very simple doc site. It's just an incredible tool and I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so so I think we've we've outlined kind of the pain points of bundling and how to fix the pain points. So you, this is kind of an atomic episode. You can just take this episode and run with it. Just start using ES Build. Um, although I will say, well, I'll talk about one caution that I have in the next episode. I'll talk about a caution, and then I'm going to talk about my mental model for uh, demystifying bundlers, like a little bit of of what ES modules are and how it fits into my mental model and what you know CommonJS is, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So see you in a bit.